First City Focus is supported in part by First Vincent Savings Bank, a community lender committed to making loan decisions locally, online at frsb.net. Good Samaritan, a regional health care center offering a variety of services from primary care to same-day joint replacement surgery and more. Good Samaritan, online at gshvin.org. Duke Energy, powering the lives of its customers and communities, online at duke-energy.com. And by Vincent's PBS members, thank you. Thanks for tuning in to First City Focus. I'm your host, Nicole Carey. On this episode, recycling in Knox County has taken a large step forward with a new facility. We'll find out how the Knox County Recycling Center is working to make a positive impact in our community. The sport of pickleball continues to grow in our area, and as more folks join in on the fun, the Vincennes Pickleball Club is now raising funds to help repair the outdoor courts at Greg Park. We'll find out why. Hey Jude, if you love the Beatles, the Red Skelton Museum is hosting a Christmas event that won't let you down. We'll tell you how you can enjoy a groovy evening filled with festive cheer. So come together because First City Focus starts right now. After a few years of planning and a lot of effort, Knox County is celebrating the grand opening of its new recycling center. It's now the pride and joy of the county's solid waste management district. Here to explain how this facility will help advance their mission is Executive Director Michelle Smith and Operations Manager Mike McKiska. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having us. So congratulations on the new facility. Um, while you just recently celebrated with your ribbon cutting, you've been in the new location since the summer how's it going so far it it's been it's been great uh, it's been a long time in the process mm -hmm. of getting there but it's been great uh, especially now that we are fully operational we can take recycling and household hazardous waste all at the same time same location mm -hmm. so that's really convenient for us but also for everybody in the county yeah so compared to the facility where you were at before what all is has changed for oh, you guys so on the day to day? Is, so much Every, is different. Everything. What hasn't yeah. changed? <laughs> no. Well, our, our everyday operations is a lot different. So, mm -hmm. you know, before in our other location, we were just renting an office space. Mm -hmm. It was really small. We were all together in one little tiny room, look at each other all day long. Mm -hmm. um, but we didn't have the space to have recycling collection at our at our old place so that was our main focus was we wanted to have a place that was large enough that we could have recycling household hazardous waste collection and an education center all in the same location mm -hmm. which will be fabulous once that's done um, so previously we didn't have any recycling drop-off and we had our household hazardous waste drop-off at a completely separate location mm -hmm. so we were kind of all over the place so it's nice to all be together. Absolutely. Um, so when we talk about recycling, I, I know I live out in the county. I feel like I don't know enough about it. Um, within the city, I think it's maybe a little more commonplace. So who can utilize the recycling center? So anybody that lives in Knox County can use our recycling services, our, our recycling drop-off, um, and our household hazardous waste collection as well. So if you live anywhere in Knox County, um, we'd be happy to help you out. 
Okay. And of course, residents inside the city, mm-hmm. they can purchase a tote to use on a weekly basis. Sure. Yeah. So um, Vincent's residents have the option to do curbside recycling, and we do sell those totes in our new office at 810 South 17th Street. Um, they're $5 a piece. They pick those up on Monday mornings. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if you live in the city and you're using curbside recycling, you can always bring it to us. If you miss recycling day or, um, you know, if you just haven't overabundance of recycling that week, you can always just bring it to us. Okay. So Mike, when we're talking about recycling, what items are accepted at the center? At our facility, we accept plastics, number ones, twos, and fives, Mm -hmm. mixed paper, which includes newspapers, junk mail, magazines. We don't take hardback books, but we'll take any type of a paperback book, Uh, steel cans, aluminum cans, and cardboard. Okay. And when you talk about the plastics, you listed off some numbers. Folks okay. just need to look where on the item. A number one are usually your water bottles, mm-hmm. a clear, thin plastic water bottle. If you look on the bottom, you'll see the little recycling triangle. It'll have a, a, a number stamped in the middle of it. Okay. But, but basically, your ones are clear plastic items. Mm-hmm. Your twos are milk jugs, detergent jugs, just rinse them out. They just need to be rinsed clean. Fives are typically yogurt cups, cottage cheese containers, stuff like that. Okay. So what is not accepted? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, even though we're not taking some number one items, the, the thin, flimsy, mm-hmm. uh, uh, prepackaged container salads come in or, mm-hmm. or cookies come in. We call those clamshells. Clamshell yeah. type things. We do not take that, even though they might say a number one on it. Okay. Your clear plastic drink cups, they're mm-hmm. that thin plastic. We've been told they're at the, the end of their recycling lifespan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do not take styrofoam. Okay. Or plastic film. Or plastic film. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, you also accept what is deemed as hazardous waste. Includes various items, um, including paints, medication, sharps, or batteries, just to name a few. What do folks need to know before bringing those type of items to the center? Um, so if you have questions about recycling or household hazardous waste, you can always check our website. Um, you can check Facebook. You can give us a call. You know, we answer phone calls all the time about, mm-hmm. about these questions. So, um, you know, there are lists online. We do have lists, um, you know, pamphlets if you need, if you want one to take mm-hmm. home for a cheat sheet. Um, but basically anything that's um, toxic or poison or flammable, just remember if it's if it's that yucky stuff. Mm-hmm. You remember when we were little and we had that yuck sticker. Yes. So anything that might have a yuck sticker on it mm-hmm. um, or if it's flammable, those are the things that you'd want to bring us. All mm-hmm. electronics, um, cell phones, TVs, computers. Um, we do charge $15 for each um TV or computer monitor, the things with the screens. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, if it has a cord circuit board, it's considered electronic and we can take it for recycling. Um, as far as chemicals go, like I say, anything that's um, poisonous or toxic or flammable is something that you'd want to bring to us. Okay. And of course, we're in the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Everyone's decorating right now, buying gifts, yep. uh, cards, whatnot. When the time has come and gone, what is it that they can bring to the center? Uh, they show up with their Christmas tree? 
Oh, no, not Christmas trees. But, um, you know, we do take holiday light strands. So if those, if you have any of those that are burnt out, you know, please don't throw them in the trash. Just bring them to us and we can recycle them with our e-waste. Um, wrapping paper is, is kind of tricky. Um, we can take any type of wrapping paper as long as it doesn't have any sort of like foil or glitter foil in it. Foil or mm -hmm. glitter, mm -hmm. it, it, that is not recyclable. Yeah, if, even if it's glossy, glossy paper is fine. Um, just nothing with, with glitter or foil in it. Okay. So. And then um, I know we were talking before we started uh, today. Talk about the cards that come with those special oh. musical uh, or maybe messages recorded in them. Yeah. So we can take greeting cards of all types mm -hmm. um, to be recycled with our paper, but the ones that have the special recordings in them, they have a lithium battery in it so that um, you know it lasts a long time. Mm -hmm. And what they found is that those cards, if they're ending up in the trash can, they're causing fires because lithium batteries actually um, are the number one cause of fires when it comes in the waste industry. So um, you can bring those to us and we will mm -hmm. recycle that lithium battery and then we can recycle the card afterwards. So Absolutely. Yeah. And so a good reminder also, don't put your lithium batteries in your trash. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Bring those to us as well. Okay. Um, a big part of your mission is education. I know you said the, the center, um, the educational apartment um, is still under construction. Um, but you and your staff are available to present a variety of programs to young, young kids, students, um, schools, groups. Tell me about that and, and how somebody might get in touch if they want you guys to come out and conduct a program. Yeah, so um, I typically do most of those. Um, yes. <laughs> haven't talked Mike into doing that yet. Um, so I do travel to all the schools in the county. Um, I've been to different clubs and organizations, churches, mm -hmm. scout groups, things like that. So, um, you know, we if it's anything about recycling or just you want to be greener, less less make less waste, sustainability. Um, we even have a vermi composting where we use worms to eat our garbage. So that's always kind of fun for the kids too. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, and if you know anybody wants to come and see the recycling center, they're more than welcome to come, and we can give them a tour. So um, you know they can give us a call. They can email me. They can check out our Facebook page, our website. There's, there's, we're pretty easy to find. Mm -hmm. We're pretty easy to get a hold of. <laughs> and I know I've seen a few um, in the community. You've got a great um, a bench for caps grant program. Mm -hmm. We do that you participate in. We do, and it takes um, 400 pounds of bottle caps, which we do have tons of bottle caps available. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so we're we're happy to help um, any organization who would like to sponsor. Um, the the cost of making a bench or a picnic table you can do either one and we go through a company in evansville called green tree plastics so if that's something that you know a, a club or a business would like to sponsor a bench mm -hmm. they just need to get a hold of us and we'd be happy to help okay anybody tuning in who just really hasn't had the time or maybe just don't know where to start with trying to start recycling what would you tell them I say don't don't overthink it and don't overcomplicate it. We try to keep it very simple because, you know, we want everybody to do it and we want everybody to feel confident about what they're doing. Um, we don't really want people to wish cycle. Wish cycling is where we wish it could be recycled, but it just can't. So um, keep it simple. Start with one thing. Start with cardboard boxes or start with plastic bottles. And then as you do those things, then you can always add a few more to it. And it gets easier with time. Okay. When you look at uh, your department, your mission, where do you see you got yourselves in, in five, ten years? Oh, gosh. 
Well, you know, a lot has changed the last five years. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I'm hoping that uh, we'll be able to secure some more grant funding um, to help us expand our current recycling program that we already have, and as well as our HHW, but also um, to expand our education services. So right now I'm traveling to all the schools and like we spoke earlier, mm -hmm. I'm hoping to secure some grant funding to get our education center up and running so that we can host groups at our recycling facility so that they can learn about it and then see it in action. Mm -hmm. Because education is key it to is. the future, isn't it? Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. For more information about the Knox County Recycling Center, visit our website, vincenspbs.org. Well, pickleball is growing as a local sport, being enjoyed by many different age groups. So much so, there's now an effort to repair and improve some local courts. Nicole Cardano-Hillary shows us why. Have you heard of a pickler? No, it's not about pickles, but instead about a sport which is a combination of tennis, ping pong, and badminton, called pickleball. This sport has grown rapidly in the last couple of years. With pickleball being a slower-paced game, people of all ages can take part in this up-and-coming game. Regina Blinn is the vice president of the Vincent's Pickleball Club. She says there are many benefits for the folks showing up in the local community ready to play. It is an addictive sport. It's just so much fun and you get the opportunity to get a good workout in and you uh, meet a lot of new people and make new friends. And then as you develop, you learn new things about the game and it makes you more addicted to it and want to try harder at different things. Besides the Vincent's YMCA, the local group of picklers love playing on the outdoor courts at Gregg Park, even through the colder months of the year, as long as temperatures aren't too cold. And even though the pickleball courts at the park are fairly new, Lynn says these courts need some major TLC, as serious signs of wear and tear are becoming more evident every day. They are four years old. Uh, we do have a lot of participation, a lot of activity out here. So it's kind of exciting to see it grow, but it's also um, made us aware that we do need to make the improvements that are necessary. Uh, the surface primarily. We've got uh, some control joints out there, and when the water comes through at times, we get bubbles. It will re-adhere after it warms up, but when we have the different changes in the weather, it does affect the surface, and we want it to be a safe playing surface for everybody. While in search of funding, the club found a state grant. And with the help of the community, they hope to raise enough money to repair and improve the courts, which will ultimately enhance the overall atmosphere of the park. Yes, we are working with Patronicity on a Patronicity campaign. It's through the Indiana Housing and Community Development Authority. Um, we are seeking uh, to raise $50,000, and if we do, they will match us $50,000, and that will take care of us uh, replacing the surface on the courts and improving it and making some other uh, cosmetic changes here as well, some more concrete, some upgrades in some of our fencing, uh, some um, bleachers, just different things to make it a, whole, a lot more uh, pleasant to be here. The club's vision of improving the outdoor courts at Greg Park doesn't just have the players in mind, but also a plan to bring in folks from far and wide to take advantage of what the community has to offer. 
club. We want to see pickleball continue to grow, and we would like to host tournaments. And with the tournaments comes a lot of out-of-town visitors, which supports our community and our uh you know, restaurants and different things. And uh, we want to be a part of that. We want to get some of the benefits from that and let them see our community. While the fundraising for the courts goes until the end of December, the Vincent's Pickleball Club continues to bring folks together. Even if you have a hectic schedule, chances are there is a time that will work to fit right in. In the mornings, Monday through Friday, um, retirees are people who do work and have flexible work schedules or work evenings that come out and play. Uh, in the evenings, we usually have a different crowd. You know, people who get off work at four or five come out and play in the evenings. And we're starting to see a lot of teens. We're getting a lot of interest from teenagers coming out and playing. We've sponsored a couple of teen tournaments and had great um, turnout. And uh, they're starting to play a lot more and crowding the courts. And if you're brand new to the sport and maybe a little nervous to try your hand at it, Blinn says club members are ready and willing to help teach the game. All you have to do is join. There's a QR code on the uh, sign there on the fence. They can use it or they can contact us or get on our website. And it's just a simple little process to become a member. With the interest in sport of pickleball increasing globally, Blim believes this is just the beginning of a larger effort that will continue to grow. I think you're going to see these courts and probably some additional ones in our uh, community's future. I think you're going to see pickleball probably become, down the road, a high school sport. You're starting to see the pros play a lot on TV, but you're also seeing it in college now, and I think it will trickle down to the high school level. So I think that's pretty exciting. Oh! <laughs> We welcome everybody to come out, you know, from the community, come and see our facility, come join us, come play with us. Uh, we just want to make it grow and uh, see our community prosper from it. For First City Focus, I'm Nicole Cardano-Hillary. The Vincent's Pickleball Club is accepting donations now through December 29th. We have a link to their donation site on our website. Well, the holiday season is upon us, and once again, the Red Skelt Museum is celebrating with a great tribute band, bringing festive cheer in the style of the Beatles. Museum Director Ann Pratt joins me now with all the details. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. So last year, you hosted the Absolutely Christmas concert with the ABBA tribute band. We did. Now we're going in the flavor of the Beatles. Tell us how you chose this event to, to celebrate the holidays. It was really just a, a, a happenstance, I guess. A, a friend of mine is involved um, heavily in the Beatles culture in the Chicago area and just reached out and said, hey, and I'm like, absolutely, that we had a great experience with Beatles versus Stones a few years ago mm -hmm. and absolutely Christmas last year. So just really excited to, to keep it going. Okay. And it's going to be held on December 14th at 7 p.m. How much are tickets? Tickets range from $20 to $30. $30 are the sort of down front main floor level, $25 for the first balcony and $20 for second balcony seats. Okay. And it's not just the Beatles uh, tribute band. It's you have not. some others featuring the stage as well as a local artist as well. We do. It's really a whole Beatles experience. Mm -hmm. It's got some comedy and, you know, of course, the Beatles tribute. And then Big D will be there. Everybody knows, you know, from Vincennes, he is a big Beatles guy himself. And a lot of these people connected at Beatles Fest in Chicago. Okay. And they really wanted to have an opportunity to perform together. And so we're really their, their first, I guess, performance as a whole group, mm -hmm. these people. So it's, it's part of, part of each piece coming together for this Beatle extravaganza. How exciting. Tell me about Mr. Puppet's Beatles Puppet Show. 
Well, he has created um, four Beatles puppets. If you've never seen him, he's been here to the museum about four times. Mm -hmm. He is hilarious. He is so, so much fun to watch, both for kid groups and adult groups. I've seen him perform for both groups, but he has all the all the Beatles, John, Ringo, Paul, mm -hmm. they're all there on, on marionette puppets with the strings. And you can't even... You start watching them and believing they are the Beatles. Mm -hmm. I mean, and if you go on his uh, Mr. Puppet Facebook page, you can see he's got them all, all the puppets. He actually took them to London and has a film and video of them on Abbey Road. So oh, it's pretty wow. cool. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Um, and then Danny Donuts, he's bringing the comedic relief. Yes, yes. He has his yellow submarine that he uh, floats out in, and he is uh, really funny with, with some Beatles comedy, and he'll be there for a bit of the show. They're not like the headliners, but mm -hmm. um, definitely bring a fun flavor to the show. Okay, and then the tribute band. They're playing the hits, the favorites, but also some Christmas. A little bit in there. of Christmas, yes, yes. So they'll be, you know, just just what you would expect: some Beatles music with a couple of Christmas hits sprinkled in there. Okay. Um, also that night, you're also taking donations to try to help out. Uh, those in need. We are, we are. This was something that the group brought to me. They said at all their shows, you know, they're up from the Chicago area where it's very cold and a lot of homeless. And they said, you know, we'd really like it if you could make this part of this show. I said, absolutely. So for our local um, places here, collecting those things, bring scarves, gloves, hats, whatever you would like to donate. We'll have collection bins there at the show for people to donate. Okay. And um, tickets are being sold um, ahead of time. If people change their mind, do you think they can show up the day of? You can show up the day of if there are still tickets available. Um, they're only available online up until the day of the show. The day of the show, we will be selling them at the door. Okay. But it is a reserved seat event, not general admission. So mm -hmm. it, when you buy your tickets, you'll go on to Eventbrite and select your seat. Okay. Promises to be a great night. Um, also going on right now at the museum, you have the Gift of Giving art display. Tell me about the we display. We do. We started the Gift of Giving exhibit around Christmas a few years ago. We have so many things that are donated to the museum through collectors um, or Mrs. Skelton, different mm -hmm. people. It's not just monetary donations, but artifacts as well. And many of the artifacts that we are donated are uh, reproductions, which we don't normally display in the museum. Mm -hmm. But during this Gift of Giving time, some of them are just spectacular. And this is an opportunity for us to display them and for other people to see them, as well as learn a little bit about Red's love of Christmas. We have several panels up that just talk about how much Red loved Christmas and what an important time of the year it was for him. Okay. Um, and then also um, later on in December on the 26th, you've got the latest installment of the Ha Ha Film comedy duo's Road to Utopia with Bob Hope. And of course, Bing Crosby. Yes, this is our newest film series. It started la last month. And um, every month on the fourth Tuesday, we do show a free film, free popcorn, free soda. And um, it, th these films are all comedy duos and they're kind of going through the decades. So as you get later in the year, in the season, um, the films will become more recent. But this one is, of course, the classic comedy duo of Bob Hope and Bing Crosby. Promises to be a great night. Um, and then of course, here in the local area, we can't escape the chance to talk about Eclipse. Yes. Um, you guys are preparing to capitalize on we that are. weekend. We are. We, we just didn't want to be left out, That's I guess, right. of, of uh, what is it? Wabash, the darkness. The, uh, darkness over the Wabash. Darkness over the Wabash. Yes. Dark, so side, is, dark side of the Wabash. Dark side over the Wabash. <laughs> it couldn't come to me. Um, but anyway, yes, we're doing a show on that Sunday. And when looking at the events that were being offered, there weren't as many for families. So mm -hmm. we really wanted to offer a family-friendly event. And ours is called Laughter Before Darkness because it is on the Sunday before the eclipse at 4 p.m. 
at the Red, and we have um, Mr. Puppet will be back mm -hmm. doing a eclipse-themed puppet show, as well as a magician doing and a mime. So it's really mm -hmm. a three-part deal of just family-friendly entertainment, and the ticket prices are very reasonable. We'll start ten dollars, twenty-five dollars for a family pass to come to the show. So we hope a lot of people get out to see that. Well, that's fun, and you'll also have um, a display going on the lunacy of Red Skelton. Yes, he um, he had some several things that he was very interested in, it, and we're going to be showing those about his love for space and space travel. All right. That is great. There's always such great events and exhibits going on at the Red Skelt Museum. Thanks so much for being here and uh, good luck this holiday season. Absolutely. Thank you. For more information about the Red Skelt Museum and the link to tickets for the upcoming show, visit our website, vincentspbs.org. And now for our final focus. The holiday season also means a local Christmas light display is up and running after a few weeks of preparations. Let's go out to the Wabash Trails Park to find out what goes into lighting up the faces of those coming through, both young and old. It was started back in the 80s and it started actually back in the, in the office and had, has grown over the years. Now it's down to Lower Loop. Dr. Stein's um, stuff was donated to us, and for my age group, people lined up across from Greg Park to just go by his house, so we were happy to have that also. It takes us about two weeks to do, depending on weather, and we're very fortunate to have help from the Wabash Valley Correctional Center uh, labor line. They will come and help us um, this week. They're spending all week with us to make sure we get this done. Roughly about 150. Uh, we hope to add to this every year with donations. Uh, we'll have people at the end um, collecting donations. Also, we did a mail appeal. And without the donations, this probably doesn't exist. Kids love it. They, probably the favorite thing is the naughty and nice list. We'll probably change that up as the year or as the display goes and take names off and add new names and vice versa. One of the newest features is, is a Christmas tree that um, has music and the lights go with it. That's going to be on its own this year along with a set of angel wings that people can actually get out and take a photo with in, in the angel wings and it'll be by the tree also. just to see the people come through and, and the kids' faces and enjoy it. And then um, we don't look forward to taking it down, but uh, it's okay. It's all part of the Christmas season and it's a magical time of year. The Wabash Trails light display will be open for viewing through December 30th. Admission is free. However, donations are welcome to help fund the event next year. And that's all for this edition of First City Focus. For everyone here at Vincent's PBS, I'm Nicole Carey. Join us again next week. First City Focus is supported in part by First Vincent's Savings Bank, a community lender committed to making loan decisions locally, online at frsb.net. Good Samaritan, a regional health care center offering a variety of services from primary care to same-day joint replacement surgery and more. Good Samaritan online at gshvin.org.
Duke Energy, powering the lives of its customers and communities. Online at duke-energy.com. And by Vincent's PBS members, thank you.